Reset. 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 Reset with Omar Aldouri. Welcome to Reset Talks with Omar Alduri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. It's not every day I have a person like this on the show and I'll tell you why. Okay, head coach of NYUAD, women's football, co-founder of N Small Talks, an athlete. And in my opinion, the new wave of coaches is coming out, which by the way, if you haven't been coached by her, you probably will understand what I'm talking about until you're there. Lynn Ismail joins the show. Lynn, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you, Ahmad. It's such a pleasure to be here, honestly. And to be able to talk to you, it's, it's really an honor. So thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. The honor is all mine. Now listen, for people that don't know, I've seen you as an athlete. Um, and I've watched, you know, you really defy the odds. Whether you were playing women's football or mixed, you know, the co-ed tournaments that you played, there was always something that what someone would say when watching you score a winning header, for example. You know, breaking the stereotype of, nope, long hair, you know, smile, very, very pleasant. And then you go put your body on the line and score a diving header. I've seen that many times, by the way. As an athlete, what stands out for you? Um, well, it's very flattering. Thank you. Um, for me, I mean, football has always been a part of my life. And I think I, I, I never was a, a part of that, you know, fluffy sort of, femininity I guess um, I was always the one who's playing with the boys growing up and you know football for me was a game and so you know you do everything for the game and, and you sacrifice it all for the game so I feel like when I'm on the field and I'm at my best and I'm totally in my zone is like really like a form of meditation and I just you know kind of give it my all I guess, I guess that's what always drove me and what made playing such a joy. And of course, being able to celebrate with teammates and, and being coached by you as well. Another one. It was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm coached by someone who's just as passionate about the game as I am, you know? Actually more. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but definitely, like, that was really inspirational for me. And I think, um, you know, I took on a lot of that aspect of when I wanted to or when I became my, my coach, I guess. And it's interesting you said meditation and a form of like almost therapy when you're out on the pitch. Tell me, I want to dive into that. When it comes down to football, because normally when it comes down to men, you often hear escapism. It's the time where we get out there and, you know, we're away from everything. But it's interesting you use those words. Talk to me about that mindset when you're approaching the game and, and just getting lost in the game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually had spoken about this before quite recently and I talked about my, like my take on preparation for a game. You know, for me, I definitely like, like I get the nerves every time it was like going into, into a game. And what helped soothe me was being able to sort of visualize before I play. And like every time I do that, like I don't know if you've ever noticed, but before we'd start our games, I'd always go to the bathroom and like to sit with myself in meditation for a bit. A few moments later. And then actually get into the game and my mindset before I start playing. And so then when I'm on the field, it's like, how can I, it helps soothe me and it helps keep me focused on me and the things that I can control. Like I've always thought of myself as a very cool kind of like composed player. Definitely I can get emotional at times, but it's not something that, 
like drives like I, I don't get caught like I don't know how to say like but I don't get too caught up in the um, you know emotions of it I like get on and play you know because at the end of the day I love playing it I will love it if we beat them love it it's a game it's fun you know if it's not if I'm not having fun then obviously something's wrong or if the team's not meshing and, and working well together of course that can be frustrating but for me like what I can control is how I feel and so being able to have my pregame routine of like setting my intention of what I want to feel after the game has been like you know my, my sort of uh, go-to um, practice or go-to technique to yeah. prepare for games. When does it start? When does your pre-game start? Is it a day before? Um, Is it on the day? Is it a night before? When do you switch on from all the amazing things you do for all of the people that are around you to uh, athlete Lynn? Mm. I would have to say it would ha it starts before the game, so it would have to be on the day. Of course, like the anticipation. I mean, people that don't know, like I was playing in Dubai and yet yeah, I was living in Abu Dhabi, and so it would be like you know I'd have to sort of like obviously you have a life and you have work and stuff, and and playing of course for your team and 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 different teams before it was leisurely, you know, it was an amateur type of uh, experience. It wasn't like the professional league, so I'd have to have like my routine kind of start the day of in terms of like mental preparation and, and those like that excitement that obviously comes before playing. Um, and and yeah, so it would have to be that. But of course, like the excitement of it would build up in the days prior to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now transitioning from athlete to coach. Now you've you've been coached, obviously, by quite a few people. You've, you know, developed your own style. I did say new wave of coaches because I, I genuinely believe that this is something that's very unique in the sense that it's happened with no blueprint. That's what I mean by it. And it's very effective as well because I've spoken to some of your players. I've had the, the pleasure of coming down and watching you coach and speak to your, your players and it's been refreshing to see their reaction. As a coach, how have you, how have you developed or evolved compared to the athlete? So that's so interesting because um, when I was an athlete, like when I was a player, I never thought of being a coach. You know, I think when I was playing for your team, for example, and before that, I, I wasn't coaching and it wasn't on my radar. If you remember, like we never really had any conversations about me pursuing that. And actually like the idea of it wasn't in my mind. It really was only when I joined NYU that they kind of was like, oh, you're a player, you know, you're, you, you can coach the team. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm a player. I'm not a coach. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so, so for me, like I had to, sort of overcome this like barrier of like not like disbelief in myself and my abilities as a coach instead of a player like i would look up to you and i'd look up to you know even my director and different people that are i i regarded as like top coaches and i was like i'm not there you know i, I can play for sure but i'm not a coach you know so the for my first years it was like okay how and even when you saw me like coaching in, in different tournaments and stuff like i was definitely going through my own anxiety of, of of stepping into that role and i guess i i never really like communicated about what i was feeling and um so when you see like when i try to adopt pre that pre-game kind of routine that i had as a player 
I would say, okay, well, that worked for me. And so I try to relay that information to my girls. You know, when I tell them, like, look, I do this as an athlete, as a player, I would do this. And it helped me a lot. You guys, we can try it together type of thing. And so what we did was, you know, in that tournament that you saw, like in our final game, we kind of like rounded in a circle and we sat and we and I just led them through like a visualization. And it's something that I had like done previously for myself, you know, and of course, in the midst of like, you know, tournament vibes, like people on the side, spectators, God knows what, but I'm like, no, we're still gonna sit here in the circle <laughs> and disregard the world on the outside and just focus on you. Just focus on on, on those, uh, you know, on, on relaying those feelings inside of you and what you want to achieve out of this game. And I guess that's one element of it. So my girls would sort of, I think they'd appreciate that. You know, I try to give them pre-game sort of tips and, and visualization. I'm a firm believer of that. So I try to give them these things. And I tell them also, like, whatever your pre-game ritual is, like, you focus on that, you know. I'm here to help you kind of develop your skills and that, but I'm not the one that's playing the game. So you have to figure out what it is that, that you, you, what will get you in there, you know. Um, so that was one aspect of it. Another aspect that I, I also knew that I didn't want to be was being coached by, you know, tyrants. <laughs> being coached by, 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 you know, previous coaches that were like literally tyrants and would like abuse us on the field and just like talk so bad. And it's like, you know, it projected a lot of, of course, like you'd want to impress this, this coach. You know, you'd want to like, you know, do good so that they don't shout at you and like, you know, but there was always this fear. And I would think that was the only time that I hated football was when I had to play with for someone that, you know, didn't invoke this like passion in me. It was like sort of, you know, you, you need results. It's always looking for results instead of like me as a person, you know, and they never really care too much about like the making sure the team got to know each other. Like I always kind of felt like an outsider a bit and so I was like okay I'm just here to play the game you know I'm not really here to like make friends or be build these bonds and the coach never like projected that and so when I had my own team now like coaching my girls it's like wow and no how can I make them have a stronger bond together because I realized how important it is and how you know doesn't matter at the end of the day like you won't remember the scores but you'll remember how you you you'll feel about your teammates and how they were there and the laughs and the, and the giggles and you know and whatever it is that you feel that you have alongside of your your players it's or alongside of you know your teammates that's what that's what you take away from it it's not about necessarily the wins or the losses you know and that's that's i guess a big credit of, of working at nyu the athletics which is was a big advocate for this and so it's an ethos that I truly believe in and it's something that you know we, we work hard to maintain and to build community through the sports that we have brilliant so, kind of wowzers well coming answer. up next we find out from Lynn the power of social media how she's used anxiety to elevate herself as a coach and the person that you're seeing today in her process on Reset, on the only place to be at three with Omar Aldouri, Reset Talks. It's time to Reset with Omar Aldouri. We have a special guest here. It's not just Lynn. We have a, a guest on the screen if you're watching us on Instagram. We've got, um, you want to introduce her, Lynn? This is Ginger. He is the rescue and he is the most loving uh, cat that probably exists on this world. Uh, <laughs> 
he is really like like he was a rescue cat that we found actually that came to us for healing and ever since he's so grateful and he showers us with love <laughs> nice love it um lindy we touched on it briefly in terms of anxiety and um and and there's something that i i, I read the other day and I, I wanted to bring it to the attention of the listeners and the viewers, um, which really hit home for me, not only because I could relate to what you were saying, but because I think a lot of people have been in that dark place before. Um, you said the fluffy stuff you saw on my profile before wasn't a full picture. Amidst all the happy posts were extended periods of anxiety, depression, angst and uncertainty that shook my whole being up. I suffered in silence and I smiled when the world inside me was grim. It was such a brave post. And do you know what? I think you don't realize, and nowadays the whole, the term influencer and ambassador is thrown out there so freely. You don't realize the impact you personally have on people. Who is uh, Lynn Ismay? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, and, um, you know, it's definitely something that sprung about this idea was like you know who am i you know that that's really raised that question if like you know putting aside all these crazy all these awesome things that i i get up to and i do it's like if i go back to me it's like who am i as a being you know and 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 whatever i feel i am for myself like can i accept me for who i am regardless of what other people think of me you know and it's hard it's i don't know what it's it's a hard question because it's like you know i'm many things i'm many things but i think the purest aspect or the the most rooted aspect of me comes from you know my desire to or my intention to be a good person you know i believe in kindness i believe in compassion i believe in you know being the best version of myself that i can be um, you know, and I believe obviously in, in, in a lot of things, like I believe in the power of, of community and, and of trying to be more honest and authentic with myself, you know, opening up about things that I had gone through is different for me because I had been taught to not, you know, project these feelings and to just keep it on the inside, you know, whatever you're going through, like just keep it on the inside and deal with it, you know, it's but we were never really taught what to deal with it. And so then it was like, before when I was being told like, oh, you're such a sweet person and such a nice person. I'm like, but that's not enough. You know, I always felt like there was this desire for me to like do more and like want to be more, but at the expense of detracting from my own self-worth, you know? Um, and so it's, I guess it's a tough question because I feel like we're very, it's like we want to understand ourselves with like labels but i like to i like to go into you know i like i'm a spiritual person so i believe obviously in in the divine being that you know exists in all of us and i feel like the more tapped into those those things that we are like within us within each of us then the better that we we are in this world and that the better that we can do into this world you know so yeah. i think that's that's kind of my my guiding principle. Um, don't know if yeah. that answers. 100%. And you know, um, something that comes out of that is also relationships. So a lot of the time, coaching star allows players to come to you as a coach. You know, just the way you speak and everyone that's listening now would be on the podcast, be on Instagram. They're, they're engaged in what you're saying because they can relate to what you're saying. But tell me more about the philosophy of how you were able to do that without 
probably without probably giving the most important relationship all the attention it requires and that's the relationship with yourself tell me more about that yeah that's that's that was really like tough and i and i think like looking back i felt like i my my self-worth i mean i've mentioned that in the post it's like my self-worth came from the value i could bring to others and so then i was seeking like doing things for others and like being there like for my girls for whoever needs my friends whatever that they needed even if i wasn't in a place to really like give it i still felt like i had to be this person because i was coach you know and that's that aspect of like imposter syndrome where i'm like i'm kidding myself here like i'm not a coach like here i am projecting all these things and yet like i'm dealing with like anxiety and i i can't talk to this person and i and i get this like feeling in my stomach where it's like i feel like my insides are eating me up whenever i'm thinking about like being around like people you know it was like i had to put on this really like mask like the thick mask you know in order to face people and to walk out there and and expect like that i know all the answers you know what i mean and yeah. because i felt like that's what my players what my friends what people needed they felt like i felt like i had to give them an answer you know i had to tell them something because they were coming to me for help and i had to tell them something when now i look at it i'm like wow that wasn't honest you know it wasn't honest to say yeah i know what to do like you should be doing this you should be doing this you should be doing this but yeah i'm not necessarily honoring that for my own self you know yeah. and so i think i think the more i yeah started to reshift and refocus and as i started to build my own confidence and i think like a big factor of my turning point if i had to see it as one was after i had done like my level 2 certification for um coaching and it was like i know my stuff like i don't know why i was you know like like i'm a great i'm a great coach like i know my i know the game i know how to play and i'm like okay i'm not necessarily like top notch whatever like i'm realistic about where i am but yet i'm still a believer that i have i have potential to help people and i have the potential especially to help like you know girls be able to to love the game and to you know develop in their skills and you know to to help them achieve their goals and i think that gave me a sense of refine my sense of like worth because i felt like i had a purpose you know i felt like i had found something that i could give back because i really feel like i'm a firm believer that you know what we do in life has to have a service to others you know you cannot be completely self gratifying and self serving like now you're doing your podcast not necessarily just for you but it's also to be able to share the stories of others and to talk about you know different important things and i think it's so valuable and people need to hear this and people need to hear from you and how you you know you're in your element and your passion and and doing this and so i think if we can encourage everyone to find what it is that they love to do and like you look at your own passions as like hints as to what that entails and you can find something to be of service to others because i really feel like that's what we're moving towards you know and you know you wake up each day if like you're happy and proud of where you are and that you feel like you're contributing then i feel like it doesn't matter what you have but as long as you have that you feel like okay like this is this is why i'm here you know yeah. and you build on that and and that's what i love you see the way we started this segment was 
talking about anxiety, but the power of social media and why your message is bigger than any post or like I can put out there. This is this is why I was very, very excited about bringing you on Reset. The reason why I wanted to do so is because of how many people you touch and how many people, you know, you're able to transcend your message through, through your learnings, through your trials, through your tribulations, to be able to get the best out of others. It's interesting in that when you were talking that you had almost like a reset button that, you know, when you did your level two, you kind of just went, ah, oh, you know what, I, I am a good coach and, and I know my stuff. And it's so nice to hear that because I think the Lynn of maybe a couple of years ago probably wouldn't have said that to me. And, and, uh, and it's so nice to, to visually see that. And coming up next, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about manifestation and we're going to talk about how important it is to embrace the process. Are you up for that? Totally. Okay, so amazing. up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more on Reset Talks with Omar Aldiri. You're listening to Reset. Reset. With Omar Aldiri. Welcome back to Reset with Lin Ismail. What a show it's been. If you're just tuning in for some reason and missed out the show, you can catch us on SoundCloud, Apple, and Rami, Spotify, and Instagram. And um, Lin has done some amazing things. And amongst those amazing things is being able to really turn things around to help others. And that is so nice because sometimes she put others before herself. And now it's a time where you know, we're using this platform to be able to get her message out. Um, there's something else you posted. And again, you see, most of the time coming from, from the industry that I'm in, I, I kind of read posts, I read different things, I like things. Sometimes I even screenshot them. This one uh, hit home. Um, I know everyone wants to manifest things, jobs, cars, money, houses, etc. But don't forget to manifest healing balance and inner peace as well. Those things are equally important. Don't feed your flesh while neglecting your spirit. Take the floor. I mean, you just dropped the mic on me right there. <laughs> and I gotta say, like for anyone listening, I didn't actually write that. I reposted that, but yeah. I feel like it's it's. I reposted it because I felt like wow that we had done a show called On the Flip Side with uh, my co-founder Farah and like the amazing ladies from from Blank Canvas, and so it's a show we do every week. And we had talked in the show about manifestation and, and I don't, and I think we forgot to sort of like, we were talking about manifestation, but we didn't talk about manifestation of these aspects. And so then afterwards I saw that and I was like, oh my God, like that would have been, you know, it was sort of uh, funny timing to come right after we had finished the show. So I was like, let me share it because I feel like it's really relevant. Um, and, and I, you know, like the post kind of was, was mentioning it's, you know, we talk often when I think of manifestation, it's looking for a certain result. And yet we weren't manifesting like ourselves in terms of how we want to feel, you know, do you want to wake up each day feeling anxious or do you want to wake up each day feeling excited to start the day or feeling like, okay, I got this. Like I'm excited. I'm anticipating like an amazing day and I'm, going to be productive i'm going to be uh, joyful i'm going to laugh i'm going to also do all this. like like it's like how do we want to feel each day that we can try to manifest and that we have this kind of no matter what happens right because there's so much uncertainty happening in this world that we can still maintain this like equilibrium you know this equilibrium of like coming back to our own essence and being 
like in balance within ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves and be able to take on whatever comes your day you know and i think like I think that's that's really the message. Yeah, special um, shout out to Farah and Blank Canvas, by the way. Um, I haven't had the, the honor of meeting them yet, but I'm sure that time will come. Um, you know, one thing I want to also touch on before we, we take a break is um, is embracing the process. It's not something we often do. I think we we often are fast forwarding you know, onto the result because everything is instant nowadays, and sometimes we kind of forget the old school of hard work and patience and just accountability. Talk to me about how you've embraced the process in your journey. I want to hear about your journey. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one because I feel like if I look at it from an athlete perspective, you know, I don't think I had the discipline to like continue and become like more of a focused athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I maybe lack certain things to be able to devote that time and energy to like help me develop as a player. You know, I think I, I opted more for like, okay, I wanted to just have fun, you know, and maybe that was why, you know, going into coaching now, it feels much more, okay, great. I can give back to the game. I love the game and I can give back into what I'm, what I'm, um, you know, what, what I can do really well with, with my girls and with wherever I go is I can, I can help try to instill the same like love and like affection for the game in a different scenario. Now, I didn't always, like I said, I didn't imagine that I would be a coach. So I had to kind of trust that whatever comes my way was meant to come. Like it was almost like I was sort of shoved into this role and I was like, no, no, I don't want to do it. But like, less that now I look back at my like director, Pete, who like, you know, sort of was like, you can do it, but you know, I'm here to support you and do whatever you need. Um, just to help you in a sense but he was like totally like you know he totally believed in like my abilities before I even saw it you know and and I think a lot of people could like you look back and be like see like you know all this stuff was all in your head like you know you know you weren't you just weren't embracing the process like you weren't embracing it you were taking it on as almost like a like something being done to me instead of something that I had to like that I was meant to do you know mm-hmm. and I look back and I think like if I had maybe embraced the process a bit more and, and granted like I think because of being in that like anxiety and stuff it made me prepare more so it made me like go and do my research go and made me do like look for practice sessions that might work I was talking to different coaches I was asking like what they were what they did what like how can I do this how do I make sure that like you know when the levels are different like how like it was just kind of asking questions you know it's like if you don't know something then how do you find out more about it and how do you devote that time and energy to be able to like find that information you know and I think that's what it taught me a sense of discipline um, being much more in being a coach than it did with um, being an athlete because you know we wake up at 7 a.m that our practice starts at 7 a.m each morning which you know and so you know that I need to be in bed the night before like at a good time in order for me to, and I had to have my planning session and done beforehand I need to kind of anticipate and be ready for for what's to come and so so it really like it challenged me at times for sure um but but i felt like it did instill this like sense of you know discipline in me and now it's you know this process of wow okay we don't have training sessions obviously but i still feel like i'm i'm doing you know i'm doing what i can to stay connected to the girls and maybe now it's like okay we're not training but can we like 
talk you know can i be more open about what i was experiencing can they also feel safe to open up about what they're experiencing because you know football is not everything but again those connections those relationships that we build that's really what will propel us forward and like what will help us grow is really the strength of your relationships you know and i had realized how much i was not necessarily nurturing those relationships as much and and, and now it's like all encompassing because i i feel much better about myself about where i am and my own duties and like passions then i feel like i can really devote more time and energy into nurturing those relationships and and helping to just make a make an impact really um fantastic that's, that's fantastic love love hearing that and and i'm enjoying it because like i said i've seen i've seen the evolution man it's it's incredible and and i can't wait I can't wait to see even you know on on the big big stage where a lot of a lot of the athletes and other people you touch are going to be like you know what we told you so brilliant coming up <laughs> next i'm going to put lin through the fire round and this is where we get to know her a little bit better uh, on the only place to be at 3 reset with Omar Alduri this is the fire round welcome back to reset lin ismail's in the building and that means this this is the time of the show where we put you through the fire round. Now I know you've heard the shows before, so I'm going to try and be nice. Can't promise I will. But I'm going to throw things your way. You have a word up to a sentence to tell me how you feel about them. There's no wrong or right answer, it's just opinion. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> I am ready. I That's am right. ready. That's right. Okay. All right. First one is NYU. NYU Abu Dhabi? Yeah. I love it. That's all you that's have to say. That's the place to be. Yeah, that's all you yeah. have to say. Um where I've grown so much football. The American football or the other one? No, Come, on <laughs> Come on now. Let's thank you very much for tuning in to Reset. It's about rap now. <laughs> no, Nothing else to say. Yeah. No jokes. Um football, passion, mm-hmm. purpose. How do you reset? Um, Meditation. Nice. Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp? Oh, Jurgen Klopp, for sure. Okay. And small talk. Have better conversations. Nice. <laughs> uh, veganism. That's the way of the, I feel like it's the way of the future. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite coach? Omar Duri. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, we take answers straight away, so that's it. No, next one. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's ended. Um, favorite book? Mm. Okay, I, I, it's a hard one. Mm. But currently, I'm reading autobiography of a yogi, and I'm loving it. So I can't say it's my favorite right now, but it's a great book. Nice. Okay. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? get to the other side. <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> jokes don't work. There's no one me. that has answered that apart from one person differently. So I, I'm fine. Um, okay, favorite cheat meal. Uh, hot dogs, but okay. vegan hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, social media. A tool. It's nice. a tool for, for that can be used for good, which I've learned now. Okay. Yeah. Arsenal. 
Uh, Arsenal ladies are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. But I am. I am excited for. Well, Arteta's. You know, it looks like it's on a climb now. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Nice. Meditation. Uh, how to find balance. Nice. In your life. Yeah. Kenzo and Snoopy. Oh, so cute. The loves. Little, you have to add ginger in that picture. And too. ginger, sorry. How pets? Yeah. Okay. Pets. Blank canvas. Oh, amazing initiative. Really amazing initiative. Yeah. Most complete athlete in your eyes. Could be any sport. Uh, wow, the tough one. Most complete. I, what comes to mind is Leo Messi, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, no, actually, I have to scratch that. It's got to be like Megan Rapino or someone, because like I like the activist aspect of of uh, an athlete. You know, I think it's so important these days, for nice. sure. To win the Champions League or to win the Premier League? Champions League. Would that be different if I changed it from athlete to coach? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so you'd rather win the Champions League? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Zinedine Zidane or Thierry Henry? Oh, TT, man. Really? TT is my... The reason, yeah. But that's a tough one. That's yeah. a very tough one. Yeah. The last song you jam to or dance to? Be honest. <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, I do. It was, it was uh, Senorita and not even the Justin Timberlake one, the new one. What's the, <laughs> the new one? one? By the one that Shawn Mendes. Okay, I need to hear that. I won't judge the you. One... I need to hear that. <laughs> you know it, but it's like the new Senorita one. Okay. I'm, okay. Please stop this part. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite podcast? Ooh, I like Under the Skin. Nice. Oh, Very nice. Brand. Yeah, mm. really, really good one. Love that one, actually. Good one. Uh, one piece of advice you would give? <sighs> Be your own best friend. <laughs> Nice. I'm going to use that yeah. one. Um, spirituality. Spirituality, um, it's what defines my being. We are all spiritual and everyone has spiritual in them. Just trying to harness it and use it for good. Nice. The ultimate goal in coaching. Mmm. To make your players love the game, I think, and love playing. Nice. Yeah, have fun, you know, it's, that's the ultimate goal really, for me. P3. Oh, platform three. <laughs> when I, when I wasn't playing for P3, I wanted to play for P3. So that, that says a lot. Nice, that's very it. nice. Maria Alduri. Oh, amazing, amazing. I always was, I loved being on her team and I, I hated playing against her because she was, she was tough. 
play <laughs> again. And I loved having her on my team. I felt so safe and protected. Nice. Last but not least, your experience on the Reset Show. Wow, I am so honored, really. So, so honored. And I love talking to you. It's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. And I really, really wish you all the best. And I actually feel like this is such a blessing for you to have your own show because I feel like you're destined to do this. So thank you. Please continue. Yeah, thank you so much. And there you have it, folks. It is full time on The Reset Show with Lynn Ismaid. Before we wrap up, Lynn, this is something I want to do personally. Where can people follow you, listen to you, come up to your initiatives, everything you're doing? Okay. I want to hear all about it. Now. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So I just got back on Instagram. What? <laughs> so my handle is at Lynn Ismail, I-S-M-I-L-E, because I like to smile. Um, and uh, what you can do is follow NYD Athletics. We've got uh, a lot of cool initiatives. One of them that I manage is called Her Sports. When things hopefully come back towards, uh, you know, engaging in physical contact. It's essentially a platform for women to play sports for fun and for free on our campus every week. So I'm looking forward to really restarting that once once, once we can, once it's safe to do so. Um, and yeah, pretty much on there on Facebook and, and Smalltalk, of course, is a, is a big initiative that I organize. Um, we've got weekly sessions on Thursdays on Zoom where we talk about all kinds of things and it's really something uh, beautiful to, you know, just be able to have a chat about abstract and fun things to discuss. So Amazing. if you want to check how us out. How do they out, find out more about that and what time is it? So it's um, on our page and Smalltalk, so mm -hmm. at and Smalltalk. Um, and this week will be the last time that we do it at 9 p.m. And then we have it on Thursdays usually, but we'll make it earlier after Ramadan. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. What an amazing guest. I appreciate your time to, you know, grace us with your presence on The Reset Show. And that is a wrap, folks. Remember, you can catch us on the podcast, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and Rami, and on Instagram at Omar Duri. And I can't wait to see this person soon, hopefully in the radio. Take care. Oh, I'd love to.